Welcome back to episode 111 of the Block Runner Podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and today we're bringing in Corv, the developer of MetaZone. Here are the topics we discuss today. First up, Elon showcases his first NFT. Next, we discuss why predicting Bitcoin's price matters. Then, why Decentraland and the Metaverse is the next social platform. And finally, NFTs will take over humanity and finance. Let's listen in. Thanks for having me once again. It's right. been a while. Yeah, yeah dude. How long has it been? Like a few months at least, right? At yeah, least. at least a couple months. So we used to do this regularly, you know, give regular like updates on the happenings in the MetaZone and the Decentraland front. That's but right. Yeah, then I got COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Dude, we yeah, didn't even really dot. like fucking... We kind of like hid that from the community, didn't we? Like, I we mean, nah. we just—I mean, we gotta be respectful for like just like you know disclosing some of the stuff. It's like personal stuff, right? But I mean, it does impact the community because it was like a a long silence in yeah yeah our Discord for a while. So there's that, yeah. There's that aspect, but I mean, it's just it's not like nah. It's not. I mean, I I didn't mind. I think we eventually informed here people here and there. Yeah, I did. So. I definitely leaked it. I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like Oscar. He's almost of, dead. You yeah. got the bug, he dude. He almost died. Nah. Yeah, well, not that intense. Yeah, but. yeah it wasn't that bad. Uh, it was like two weeks of hardcore feeling the symptoms, yeah. but uh, definitely got better. But it was definitely hard getting back into the flow. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing with like development or anything creative is that once you get into the zone, you don't want to leave the zone because yeah. it takes so much work to get back into the momentum of things. Yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's. I think that's just like life in general. That that applies to everything. Like for sure. exercise. Oh yeah. Eating healthy. Whatever. Yeah, exercising has taken a, a back seat. You know, with all this COVID stuff, that's yeah, that's been true. a problem. Who for you personally? Yeah, for just, me personally. Yeah. Yeah, I think they. What do they call it? Like you gain COVID fifteen or COVID twenty, COVID thirty. They even have that. Damn. Yeah. Like yeah. People say that. Yeah. COVID-19, yeah. Yeah, the COVID-19. COVID-19, could be. Yeah, the 19, 19 pounds. pounds additional, yeah. Yeah, from being immobile. So, so yeah, we've, uh, there's a little bit of a break there just because of, like, personal stuff. And then Texas froze over. Yeah. So that made it really difficult for us to get together. Yep, true. But, yeah, now lost, what? lost power. Yeah, we lost power. I, I, I slept in the, in my vehicle for, for the, the two nights that I didn't have power. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, your Tesla? You kept <laughs> yeah. you nice and toasty in there? Yeah. What? Inside the garage with the garage door closed, not yeah. trying to commit suicide. Oh, you know, my God, it's dude. It's an EV. Yeah. So, so still, yeah. I still wouldn't trust Toasty. You. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> you me? It has no exhaust, bro. <laughs> yeah. You never know. There could be, like, some weird leak, like some battery <laughs> fucking... Battery fumes. Some ions seeping some out of that fucking <laughs> chamber, dude. It's, like, fucking with your brain somehow. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was definitely <laughs> perfect because I had Netflix going and the internet, everything. Oh yeah, all built into the vehicle. So that's crazy, man. That's why I'm waiting for the Tesla Cybertruck, dude. That's yeah. gonna be that on steroids. Why? Well, yeah. Just because it's like a bigger, yeah, bigger compartment. Yeah, you just more comfortable with that. It's yeah. it's cool because it's it's got plugs, so you could yeah. have plugged stuff into the vehicle if uh, in during that freeze power outage. That's true. Pl- plug your uh, fridge into it, freezer yeah, into true. it. Yeah, that's true. You could just plug your appliances into it. And yeah, and it barely dang. uses anything from the from how big the battery is. Yeah, that's true. 
But yeah, so yeah. what's the update on the Cybertruck? Is that coming out at the yeah, end of this year? Yeah, so they're it, they're building a factory in uh, in Austin, Texas, not too far away from us, and okay. uh, and that factory is going to be pumping out Cybertrucks. Oh, that's cool. I okay. think I think from the very get go, it's going to be Cybertrucks. I'm pretty sure. I wonder what the the allocation is. Is it dependent on the geography? Are we going to get Cybertrucks closer to? I mean, that's how they Austin. used to roll roll them out. Uh, the closer you are to the factory, you can even pick it up from the factory. Uh, yeah, that's so, what I would do. So yeah, uh, yeah, drive over to Austin. Why not drive yeah. drive back in a Cybertruck? Yeah, get over there in three hours. You come back in an hour and a half, right? Yeah. I can't believe people <laughs> still want that thing, dude. We watched what? that fucking demo live, dude. What a disaster! Are you yeah. telling me you don't like the Cybertruck? I mean, no. Come all, on. What I'm saying is the fucking demo was a disaster, dude. The poly yeah, we watched that shit so live, what? dude. So what? So it was it, a disaster. Dude. Total fail fast, dude. Yeah, like, this, this is like the next Microsoft Zoom, dude, or somewhere. Your, your reaction Zoom. almost yeah. went viral, didn't it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> I, I don't remember my reaction. It was it probably was like, like everyone shit. else. Yeah, like WTF, <laughs> mate. Like, what a fucking fail. <laughs> how dare you. The glass like, breaking. Yeah how, yeah. how dare you, like, not, you like, know, showcase inform us of this design <laughs> i don't know but, but it, it turned out to be do anything elon does turns the gold you know so that was just like a yeah. darling moment for him He's yeah like, oh. he even touched crypto for a little bit oh yeah so a elon, little bit dude a lot of it dude <laughs> he's definitely touching yeah crypto. he's so did he end up selling that nft that he created or was that just like a, a i don't know a sham i was looking into that i was trying to find out you know, I wanted to see the think, bidding action. I think for he it. chose not to sell it for some reason or another. I don't know if he got like some <laughs> accounting advice, and they mm. told him not to. But uh, so far, he hasn't sold it yet. Okay. He yeah, got yeah, offered yeah. like sixty nine million by Beeple, dude. No way. Yeah. I think no what? way, dude. That sounds incorrect. That no, he he tweeted, "I'll, I'll give you sixty nine million for it." Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And yeah, then yeah. Elon responded, four twenty Doge," which is <laughs> which is less than sixty nine million. Yeah. Uh, you fucking memers, dude. Like, yeah. I guess this is what happens when you get like super rich. Yeah. You just like meme your way to fucking, I don't know. You meme your way, meme your way through, through communities. Yeah. 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 You just like meme your way through communities. But yeah, the biggest impact that that Elon had was putting what is it, one point five billion dollars mm-hmm. of Tesla holdings into Bitcoin. Yeah, man. I I don't know how you're so hesitant on Bitcoin, I man. If you got like Elon dumping in his his little shekels into it. Well, what do you mean by hesitant? Like, it's I should like, only be loading up on Bitcoin? No, or not what? that. It's like... If I did that, we wouldn't have a show. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, we literally... I would have no reason to be talking about these coins and shit every fucking day. Yeah. You know what I mean? This should be the Bitcoin show. We'd be what Bitcoin did again. You know? Yeah, yeah, we'd, yeah. Be, we'd be Peter McCormick It's 2. done it 0. again. Yeah. Like, but that's so boring, man. That's that's my resistance. I, I, don't, I can't get excited about Bitcoin. Oh, just one? Yeah. Well, it's more of like... It, it's not necessarily excited, but... We know where it's going, and I don't know. Talking about where it's going and like predicting it, like that's that's the exciting part. Yeah, because we know where it's going. Now the the <laughs> the debate is when it's actually going to get there, and I don't know if if, if it's a question of if anymore. Yeah. I think it I think it is. True. Because think about it. Once like, let's say let's let's give ourselves a decade, right? Ten years from now, twenty thirty one. We're going to be looking at a Bitcoin that's like on average a million bucks. Okay. Right. And then we're going to look back 10 years to right now. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to ask ourselves, how was this not obvious? How was it not obvious? Yeah, that we were going to get to a million dollars. Just to buy into Bitcoin. That, yeah, Bitcoin mm-hmm. was not going to get into to a million dollar range. Well, no, no technology is obvious at the, at the, in the beginning, right? No, like, there's I always think so. like no, 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 wait, wait, wait. That's not true. When the internet was first like introduced to the public, 
it, it's easy to extrapolate like the ability that everybody's going to be able to communicate with each other. I don't think so, bro. Uh, dude, you, have you not seen those YouTube videos of like you know, like hey, oh, what, yeah, what, what you, is you email? Got plebs, those well, are plebs. Yeah, true. We're not plebs. We we understand the tech. Well, that's it's why different. that's why we're doing what we we're do. like. We're like nerds. We're we're the nerds <laughs> of the you know back in in 1989. Yeah, yeah, projecting yeah. what what the internet is going to co- turn into. Yeah, I I understand that. I agree with that. That's why <clears throat> we're working so hard to kind of like you know leverage that knowledge, right? Yes. To do something with it. Yeah. You know, create it, something with it. And it reminds me of uh, why we're so big into the metaverse, specifically Decentraland. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like yes. you know an entry point. Yeah, it, it's so to hard to the future to define how important or how big Decentraland can get. And I, I think the Achilles heel is that understanding because once devs like Oscar get into Decentraland, they're going to make all kinds of stuff, all kinds of like from the squirrely to the most useful stuff in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the Achilles heel is getting that understanding because once they understand it, you know, Decentraland could easily be a $40 billion project. Yeah, the, the, the reason why people aren't, it's not obvious yet is because Nobody has really made it obvious. Exactly. Nobody's made it like uh, yeah, true. There hasn't been a real reason for for people to really pay attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the same sense, like you know, nobody paid attention to crypto at first until yes, that's right. Until Bitcoin made it a reason like to pay attention to it. Like, yeah. You know, right. these, nobody paid attention to NFTs until Top Shots. Yeah. Like, Top Shots. Yes, that's right. People, popped out. All so the artists. I, so as soon as we get like these headline grabbers from the metaverse community, you know, like the the freaking Somebody, you know, I guess one scenario would be the land evaluation itself has to skyrocket. Somebody's selling, you know, oh, I bought this piece of land for 10K and I sold it for 10 million. Something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. for sure. I don't I think we're far away from that kind of headline happening. I but think we are far away from that. Yeah, I, I think agree. other things have to happen first. But what I'm saying is something has to happen. Either it's like a game item that was acquired in the metaverse. For millions of dollars. Something, yeah. yeah. So w- until that happens, then it's not obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. But... And that's the thing. We have to make it obvious by building these tools and getting the the idea out there that this is possible. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's like any other platform out there. Like one of the ones that we were following, you know, our previously to our crypto involvement was like Stripe. Stripe mm. was su- became ended up becoming such a huge corporation and all they did was just make it easy for developers to accept credit cards. Really? That's it. In a little mm-hmm. snippet of code onto your website, you can accept credit cards. Why was that so difficult? Why did it take so long for that to like hit the market? You know, uh, I, I think it was difficult to identify this pain point, which was obvious to developers but not obvious to regular people. Yeah, definitely. And and that's that's sort of what we're seeing with the graph right now. The graph is so extremely undervalued, it, and and it's undervalued because. Regular people don't understand the purpose of the graph, but developers do. Yeah, true. And now Stripe is like the biggest uh, yeah. uh, startup that came out of California, so yeah, Silicon Valley. That's true. And and like if you look at these huge corporations that came before Stripe, like Visa and MasterCard, they just dumped all their money into these, into these companies uh, just to stay relevant. And we're going to see that in, in the crypto space, too. Visa and MasterCard are already accepting cryptocurrencies to one to a certain extent. Mm, yeah. And so just because if you're watching this, then you're, you're extremely early into this space. And figuring out what the problems are 
in the crypto space right now is how you're able to leverage this this knowledge and make a profit out of it potentially yeah uh, yeah, that that's the, the big driver of it all is the fact yeah. that there is not just knowledge that you acquire. There's the, there's multiple streams of, you know, potential revenue. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different opportunity yeah, in the space. True. A lot more than was present in the dot com era. You, oh, know, hell you yeah. had to be a developer to like to make it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you just you, you just, just need be a cash. pure speculator yeah, in this market. Cash. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You just need capital. You could just allocate capital and support some of these new technologies. And then it's like, oh, man. I'm chilling now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Totally different ball game. <coughs> I mean, I guess you could too in the stock market. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's speculative tools and all, and all. Yeah, it just doesn't cases. feel the same. Because uh, think about it, in the stock market, these are fully fleshed companies with revenues and and like. Not back then though. Not come and not lately. Apparently, yeah. But with those, oh, that's true. S- Spacs, I think those what they call. Oh yeah, dude, those Spacs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you know about those, Oscar? Well, I mean, just that, like, uh, new companies that have no sales, no no products that have been released yeah. to the public, they're able to get onto the stock market, yeah. these SPACs, yeah. and, uh, and you know, people are going to speculate on, you know, whether or not they're going to succeed from the get-go, so... Yeah, it's a little similar to crypto, in a sense, but... Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a lot of... It's a lot of similar to, like, IDOs it's like, it's and like stuff a loophole. like that. See, but the thing is, in crypto, you can have, like, a startup of one person with a website and a white paper, like, generate so much capital with a token than you would otherwise have in the traditional world where you're a startup, you're one one guy with one website selling, like, whatever whatever gadget yeah. online. Begging to VCs to uh, invest in your idea. Yeah. Yeah. So it becomes, you know, we, we talk about this all the time from – the perspective of the government, how do they get their hands on some of this stuff when it's so easy for, like, one guy with a website to generate so much funds? Yeah, how do you regulate anything like that? Yeah, so... But that's the whole thing with uh, decentralized everything, uh, which is a, a big theme in crypto. So, I mean, that's the whole idea to, to not... to avoid all these limitations by certain countries and, and just, uh, you know thrive in a different way yeah that, and which goes back to decentraland which mm-hmm. their entire stack is they're they're aiming to become completely decentralized so that world is going to be completely governed by its users and which is why we're so bullish on it because yeah it's not, very similar not, to the internet yeah it, it's not only because we have a project in that in that space but because we see that there's a huge potential in it and it's going to take an entire community to build it like we can't do it ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why this podcast is about developers and creators coming on and building Decentraland, right? This podcast? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like, <laughs> like just are we randomly came up with that title? Like, yeah, that theme. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Topic. dude. Yeah. Let Let's get Let's get into that then. So, <clears throat> Decentraland sitting at what, like one and a half billion dollar market cap? It's a much bigger beast than it was probably the last time we talked about it. You know. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. For the last year that we've been in Decentraland, like actively building, it was averaging like a hundred million, hundred fifty million on market average. cap. Market cap, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely feeling the brunt of the bear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything was at the time, so mm-hmm. nobody really knew. Nobody knew how long it would take for NFTs to blow up, and like you know, Metaverse still yeah. roughly, like roughly speaking, hasn't really blown up to that level. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you if you Google searched. Um, Oh, trends, uh, trends, NFT versus like metaverse. 
or maybe just try Decentraland to see what see what happens. But NFTs are mm. absolutely booming right now. You know. Yeah, it'd be good to know what uh how Decentraland is doing in tr- in Google Trends. But you, you know what, NFTs are are trending, but not every single NFT is like going for tens of thousands of dollars. <sighs> I mean. Ah, I don't know. Not every single, know. but there's it's it's pretty hard to miss in these days, you know. You got freaking pixel cats and shit like going bonkers, <laughs> you know. You got people making crypto avocados and stuff like that, you know. I mean, they might not be making a killing, but oh shit, look at this. What is that? The Central Land. Mm-hmm. Ooh, check that. that out, dude. It's like people are searching for this. Does that tie directly into the like 10x or 9x of probably yeah, it is of the Central Land? Absolutely. Or mana. Absolutely. So now let's let's zoom out to five years. Five years. And see. Wow. So this is the 2017. This is when it was like all time high, 32 cents. December. And then now the central land searches dwarfed that by, what is that, 30, 30%? Three times. That's that's interesting to see. See, whenever Bitcoin's chart looks like this, this that's uh, concerning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so now, obviously, if you compare Decentraland to Bitcoin, I mean, Decentraland is going to be a nothing. Like a straight flat line, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Flat. Flat line. But, yeah, like, as soon as um the Bitcoin sentiment <coughs> makes 2017 look like a little blip on the radar. Exactly. That's, like, our, our exit signal, you know, or For one sure. of them. You, you, you get that? Mm-mm. Like, once this, this looks like one of these... And <laughs> this peak is happening over here. That's your sell signal. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So like the the current day sentiment totally outweighs the last previous cycle sentiment. That just means there's that's a clear indicator of like you know retail awareness, maximum retail awareness. You know, it's just all the signs of like you know we're 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 past like rational rationalization. You know yeah. I mean? So so just mm. to yeah. hype reiterate, this peak here happened when Bitcoin was at twenty thousand dollars, dude. Mm-hmm. $20,000 yep. here, and that's when people were searching mm-hmm. for Bitcoin way more than they're searching it now, even though right now it's at $60,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this tells us that we're not logical humans, right? We're not logical beings. Yeah, Because you, you would think that, oh, shit, we're past all-time highs. You'd think that people would be searching it more often than they were in 2017. <laughs> yeah. But that's not the case. So yeah. that tells us that once it gets to $100,000... It can easily get to two hundred thousand dollars because this this little peak here is going to start getting closer to one hundred percent, and then making this smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Decentraland's already looking that way. So let's get rid of Bitcoin. And let's put NFTs up there. Let's take a look. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, Decentraland like is just getting a little smidge of that like action. Yeah. In comparison, but yeah, obviously people are searching for NFTs way more, and then. Look at DeFi. Remember we kept talking about DeFi for like a year? Mm-hmm. And we were saying that this is going to be like the greatest thing. The biggest catalyst to the next bull market? And look at this. Not anymore, dude. NFTs are dominating DeFi. Yeah, completely wow. crushed DeFi. DeFi is not even part of the narrative anymore. It's literally it's that, that Squidward meme where he's like inside his house watching SpongeBob and fucking Patrick playing outside. I mean, like, it kind of it makes sense because... Uh, with NFTs, there's so many regular people that can get into it, mm-hmm. and DeFi, you know, it's very specific uh, type of crowd that that could get into it. Yeah, so 100%. that was the original postulation of uh, the NFT, you know, pioneers, right? Like the the, the crypto cat creators and the uh, yeah, 
That's right. All these the the true NFT OGs like that. That's that's that. If you read their original white papers, that's what they said. You know, the motivation for doing this, because it was largely unproven back then, right? Like they definitely mm-hmm. took a risk and a gamble. Like, yo, we're gonna make this digital cat. We're gonna give it a blockchain ID, and we're just gonna see if it works. But the reason why we're doing this is because yeah, if this takes off like we think it will, then this is gonna be the anchor that's gonna bring the mainstream mm-hmm. attention to the crypto space. It's gonna make make mm-hmm. blockchain digestible to the common man. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. DeFi will never do that. The common man doesn't understand how finance works, how money works. Even know? though it's easy to understand that in DeFi you can get you know higher returns on on your deposits. Yeah. Compared to a bank, right? You're in a bank, you get like 0.01%, but in DeFi, you get like up to 20, 30%. And in some cases, if you're in like Schittsville, you're going to get in like 2,000, 10,000% mm. interest. Yeah. So even though it's like it's, it's far more like useful, DeFi is, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot more easier to understand for, for the regular person what NFTs can do than what DeFi can do. Correct. Yeah. And the attraction, the allure, like top shots, you know. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and uh, these games that have uh, NFTs and in, in integrated directly um, is just more enticing to have own them and buy them and own them and play them than uh than you know DeFi stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, even uh, Maddie from DCL Blogger he just recently tweeted that he predicts uh, the utility aspect of NFTs like exploding in the next six months. Or at least like the narrative, people's understanding, like this is the next wave. And we, we kind of covered that. If you watched the Uniswap video, the re- most recent one we're putting out here, mm-hmm. I guess it would be yesterday's video if you're watching this now. Yeah. Uni- Uniswap is releasing like uh, or integrating NFTs into their like liquidity pool. Uh, what do you want to call it, dude? Like It's capability. It's, more it's like, like a representation of like the 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 fee allocation or something like that. It's it's very weird. They came up with like a whole new pool model. That's yeah. like you can customize it a little bit. It, yeah, it's called mm, liquidity okay. efficiency. And yeah, concentrated pool and liquidity or something like that. Yeah. So instead of providing liquidity for just a single a, a pair of tokens, like let's say uh, Dive versus uh, USDC, right? Yeah. If you're providing <coughs> liquidity for Dai USDC. Mm-hmm. In in the world of V2, which is today's Uniswap, right, you're providing liquidity for the whole range of prices, right? But in V3, you're providing liquidity for a narrower range of prices, mm. which means you need to provide less liquidity for a narrower range to get the same impact impact in terms of fees that you would earn. Yeah, and the, way, the reason okay. why you do that is just to kind of like – you're allocating to the range that you think the market will be active within, you know? So like what you don't have to spread your, your capital so thinly across the whole market range. You could just, I, I'm, I'm anticipating the market of the price of ETH is going to fluctuate between 1500 to 2000 for, I don't know, however long I have it. Yeah. However long I'm providing liquidity. So therefore I need less capital and I get the same reward and which is fucking great. But the reason, yeah. So now because of that, no LP provider is like the same. Like now we, they have unique qualities to them. And the only way to really represent that, that allocation of contribution, I guess, is through NFTs. Because mm-hmm. the whole purpose of NFTs, like they're all unique. Yes. You know, no, no one is the same. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. You can't just release these fungible tokens out and reward these LP providers anymore. Like it's a whole different utility, right? Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's, that's the beginning of what we're seeing. Like NFTs are expanding, Pat, just being, you know, 
PNGs and GIFs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now they have some real utility to them. Yes. You know? So, I mean, the implication <laughs> is is that once you're you're a liquidity provider in this V3 version of Uniswap, you get this NFT because you provided X amount of liquidity. I, I guess the implication is, is that once you get these NFTs, that you can trade these NFTs in the open market. I, I would yeah, imagine. Or, cool. or the other aspect is in V2 world, you get these LP tokens, which I don't know. I don't think LP tokens are tradable. I don't, I don't think they're tradable. <laughs> tradable? I don't think so. But I think you could use them for on other applications like Balancer or something like that. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sure. But so, regardless, like it, it's just nice to see, you know, the merger of DeFi and NFTs, you know, something it, we've been talking about for a while. It reminds me of, uh, you know, the dollar, meaning like this, uh, this paper piece of paper is a representation of, of value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like what these NFTs sound like. The, yeah. Uh, a representation put. of liquidity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Dang. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so like now layers and layers of craziness. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's infinite, right? Like yeah. we don't know how, what's going to come of this. See, but that's the thing. That's, you know, if you watch our previous video, yesterday's video, you'll start to understand there's value in, like, forking these these protocols and, like, just doing squirrely shit like we've seen before, mm-hmm. like with SushiSwap. Because these projects, they end up coming with innovations that end up being applied to mm-hmm. to projects, like legitimate projects, like yield farming. Yield farming has become the staple of DeFi, and it used to be a degen thing. True. Right? And now, now it's, like part of DeFi. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. So now those yield farms that used to yield like 10,000% for like sushi tokens and, you know, all these like food tokens, now they're being applied as a, as a gamification uh, mechanic for legitimate projects. And games. A lot of blockchain games. Yeah. It's almost like the player base and user base. If you're going to claim to be like a play to earn type Mm -hmm. game, you got to incorporate like some legitimate earning opportunities yeah, and the best way to absolutely. do that is like integrating DeFi and yield farming and all this stuff into your game itself yeah which i think is like a brand new concept you know it's yeah. still largely being tested and whatnot through a bunch of games but yeah. for sure the market's definitely demanding it you know because yeah I mean, the, the 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 pace yeah. of innovation is uh much quicker with with open source projects and uh and people just trying out different things and seeing what sticks so yeah yeah dude it's pretty cool which That's is another fucking interesting thing you know caveat to the whole uniswap conversation because they yeah. now they have like a licensing yeah agreement. i want to get your opinion oscar is so what uniswap is doing is it, from the macro perspective uniswap is innovating in the space they're actually like building new things and like trying new things for their protocol right so what they've instituted now is this business source licensing where no one can just fork the the protocol and use it for their own monetary gain. They have to pay a license to Uniswap, which is a mm-hmm. new thing in the crypto space because it used to be everything was open. But now I, I, these these projects like SushiSwap and, and all these other projects that were siphoning liquidity from Uniswap, mm-hmm. they were, I guess, bringing down the, the use case for Uniswap. Right. Yeah, they were definitely siphoning away that network yeah, effect for sure. Market share in that yeah, exactly. particular use case. And mm-hmm. so I guess from Uniswap's perspective, if they're going to be investing in their own protocol and building new functionalities that they think that there's just going to get jacked and you know copied, they're saying, okay, you can go and take the, the protocol and, and you can make a derivative of it, whatever it is, as long as you don't make uh, a profit off of it. 
And so if you do want to make a profit off of it, then you have to pay us a license. Yeah, it's definitely odd in the sense of uh, the open source, yeah. you know, original aspect of, uh, of the crypto community. Um, and and the, my, my initial question is like, how, do they, how would they police that? Yeah, I mean, how do they enforce that? Yeah. Well, I don't think they will. That's I don't a, think they can. That's my speculation that, you know. I, I don't think they will so either. So there's just a little bit less competitors versus like free reign. I think it's going to become like standardized in this industry in the sense that if you go, if, if you're building a new protocol and you're leveraging this, this technology that a previous protocol pioneered, it's just a very bad like reflection on your image, your 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 PR of your own protocol. If you're not going to actually abide by these licensing agreements, you know? yeah, yeah. And I think like future protocols will start to deploy this. So if you want to be like you know legitimate, at least in the eyes of maybe like an institutional investor or something like that, you, you better follow the rules of whatever it is the crypto industry is like coming up with. You know, oh, whatever yeah. we're establishing is that standard. Yeah. Now, for if sure. you want to be anonymous, you want to be like this renegade developer. You know, mm-hmm. build this community of like straight rebels and shit, and compete against this sentiment. And you're like, you know what? Fuck that, dude. I don't believe in licenses. I don't believe in corporatization. Yeah. Like open source everything, decentralize everything. Yeah. You could do that. And what are they gonna do? Yeah, they, they can't. can't do anything. They can't do much. But the thing yeah. is, you're you're missing out on that benefit of that that. Right. That legitimacy. Uh, that yeah. long longevity. Yeah, you don't capability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're always gonna have that stamp on you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they didn't abide by the licensing standard of the crypto space. So yeah, it becomes now forever labeled as like these renegades. You know? Yeah, it becomes a a business etiquette. In order, yeah. if you're gonna make a derivative of a product, you just pay the license for that product, especially if they're licensing under a particular scheme. Now, whether or not the market's gonna care or not, that's to be determined. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at the price of Uni after their announcement today. I mean, it just didn't do anything. It just mm. went down. <laughs> yeah, true. But if you think about, you know, what you're supposed to do on announcements, I mean, typically you sell the news and buy the, the rumors, right? Yeah. So this is sort of like expected. But ultimately, this announcement from Uniswap, this liquidity provision thing, it's not for the regular people. It's not for the speculators. It's for the liquidity providers who have millions of dollars into these, like, mm. pools. Mm-hmm. So it's for them, and that's the engine, right? Mm-hmm. True. So um, they're more confident that there won't be further competitors or whatever trying to that's steal true. market share. That's true, dude. That's a good point. Now, if you're a liquidity provider providing liquidity for like some shit coin, now you're going to go towards Uniswap because they're the ones innovating in the space, doing new things, mm-hmm. have higher potential. And there's a sort of like a slight light legal implication with this licensing. Yeah, or at least there's some resistance now to, you know, the this, this sushi effect happening, you know, yeah. where we're just going to see clone after clone after clone. Like, if they, d- if they did not implement this, probably by next month, after deployment, you know, you'd see, like, 10 clones yeah. Yeah. easily on every single chain in existence. Yeah. You know? You're just going to see everything V3, you know? Yeah. Quick swap V3, fucking zero exchange v3 yeah, yeah like yeah. pancake swap v3 like everyone dude they're just gonna do the same thing yeah and they know that so it's interesting and man. if it works i mean that's the purpose like if it if it yeah think about does it does what it needs to do then but like you said why though not it might slow more. down innovation like you said you kind of start off by saying like True. the whole open source the purpose behind open sourcing thing is to accelerate innovation right 
Yeah, it was because Sushi Swap, or I think it was Sushi that instituted these crazy returns. Remember, we looked at it the first time. And we we're like, dude, yeah. this is a scam. How do you get ten thousand percent out of a token? Yeah, if if Uniswap was never open sourced, Sushi might not have ever existed, or Yam and all these like OG yield farming protocols, and we might never have found out about yield farming. Yeah, yeah. You know? But the the potential upside is like you bring in. Like the classic community, the uh, the normies to uh, kind of like yeah start to buy into all this stuff instead of Absolutely. completely open source and like yeah now that it's sort of uh, like there's business etiquette now you can have like institutions start like dabbling into the space mm-hmm. and prov- they're providing they have the most liquidity out of all the inst- all the markets out there right yeah the traditional finance yeah. So, so it could be a, a sign of stabilization. It definitely yeah. is. It's yeah. a sign of maturing for sure. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. But yeah. I definitely foresee like some conflict happening. I call it drama, just because like not everybody wants this space to mature. They they want to keep it. Yeah. De-gen. Completely true. Yeah, degen. Yeah. Degen. Mm-hmm. Decentralized. You know, true mm-hmm. to the nature of like you know the OGs. Yeah. Renegades. Like yeah. yeah the Wild West. Yeah. So. Yeah, because once traditional finance gets into crypto, it becomes less sexy. Yeah, normies ruin everything, dude. Yeah, like, there's there's clear history of that. You know, yeah. like everything that used to be cool, once the normies arrive, like totally lamed. Everything. Yeah, like gaming, yeah. just the internet in general. Dude, internet used to be so much cooler. Like in the early two thousands. Once your mom is on Facebook, there's no. <laughs> yeah, who no wants to be on Facebook anymore? Yeah, same thing, dude. Now you know, once crypto becomes too normie friendly, it's like, ah, what's the next cool thing? You know? True. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. What what's gonna be cooler than like crypto? Like. Ten years, like I, freaking I can't. biotech. Well, well biotech's pretty fucking cool. Metaverses and oh yeah, yeah, virtual yeah, reality yeah, yeah. And for sure. Getting jacked into the matrix. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Yeah, they're linking ourselves. I mean, people are already game. starting to work in the digital world. The uh, yeah, true. man. Yeah, the central games. Central games they're casino. Worth, they're worth a hundred million dollars, man. Congrats to you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to Boss, dude. He's yeah. one of these yeah. OG guys. Keeping that innovation going. Yeah. So yeah, man. We're gonna start to dabble a little bit. Finally into that. Yeah, we're, we're going to look into figuring out, like, how we can play into that space because that's, uh, that is how you're supposed to conduct yourself as a crypto company. Right? What, giving people jobs, like virtual jobs? Well, yeah, for sure, yeah. I mean, technically, if you're a landowner today and you have some of our, our revenue-generating content, you want traffic to, to funnel to your location, yeah. And you do need to sometimes teach people how to do yeah. how to how to pay for the stuff that you're offering. Absolutely. So it's instead of you being there, like as a landowner, like physically talking to people, and you could you know pay somebody else to 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 do that for you, mm-hmm. and then you just pay them a salary or what whatever type of employee compensation. Yeah, that, man. That you can think of. There's a ton of people out Coins. there that it's it's hard for them to earn a living in, in the countries that they're in. And, you know, just making anything in the crypto space is more than enough for them to, like, survive for a month. Yeah. Like, these airdrops have paid for years of life for people in other countries. Mm. It's true, man. For those of y'all who don't know what we're talking about, like, what are these airdrops he's speaking of? It's it's the incentive just to be, you know, engaged in this space and yeah. uh, participate in as much as you can because you just never know. When one of these airdrops are going to happen, you know, you don't know which protocol you're interacting with today. Yep. A year from now might be like this, this, you know, this beautiful flourishing ecosystem. Yeah. And you get a little piece of that just because you, you know, interacted with it a year in the past. Yeah. Like you're saying that could be life changing for you. Yeah. And it, and it is for a lot of people. Like, 
Yeah. <sighs> that Uniswap, dude. We let that one go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A, dude. I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah. So Uniswap airdropped 400 tokens, and right now it's worth like almost 20 grand. Yeah. So, I mean, to us Yanks, like, that's like one month's expenses, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you live somewhere else in the rest of the world, you know, that's that's like life-changing. Five years of expenses. I don't know, maybe, yeah, I guess. Depends yeah. where you are. Depending. Yeah, it depends where you are. But, uh, I mean, that's... That's, that's real what stimulus right there, dude. Dude, hell yeah, man. 1,400 shekels of <laughs> for, like, a, a <laughs> pandemic in the United States. Like, barely, barely yeah. scratching by. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that's that's the whole purpose of cryptocurrencies is that it's it enables the entire planet to get involved. All you need is an internet connection, which has its different implications, right? You need. I mean, Elon's working on that too. Yeah, with the that's true. SpaceX and Dude, Elon is working on all the fundamental Starlink requirements for life. Yeah, He's all of them. Pretty much all of them. Well, not all of them. I mean, f- what about food? Food, he hasn't touched yet. He's he's getting into even uh, biology with uh, helping yeah. out with the vaccine and then working yeah. on, I think it's like mRNA stuff, uh, vaccines. So I mean, if I were Elon, I'd be doing the exact same thing, dude. Yeah, yeah. See, this is what I mean by like biotech could yeah. be that next big frontier. But it, you know what? It, it might be like in terms of like innovation and tech, but it's not equally as speculative as crypto. Meaning, like <coughs> the you common can, man can't really benefit from it. Yeah, like you, financially, you really can't. I mean, the only way to be like a cavalier in biotech is to be the first guy to get that brain implant. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was gonna say, Elon is definitely speculating on which ways to make the bets on to to create these things. So yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not easy. You know what? Blockchain is probably gonna have a fundamental role in there, like especially with AI. Um, but it's 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 long long way before we get to AI on blockchain. Cause I don't know. Remember the episode in Silicon Valley? They they had that episode where if the AI act w- oh. were able to get onto a blockchain, it would be unstoppable. It would be completely decentralized. Think about AI running as a as a EVM, like a Solidity smart contract, in all these different nodes. The AI would be unstoppable, just like a smart contract oh, is unstoppable. A decentralized from AI. Yeah, decentralized AI. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what does that actually mean, though? It's implication wise, like it just. Oh, it just means There's that nothing is telling it what to do. It 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 would be autonomous, okay. and and if it decided to figure out a way to destroy Earth, <laughs> it, it could. Nothing could stop it because it's on running all these nodes. You'd have to turn off all the nodes. Oh, I yeah. see, I see, I see. Right. Yeah, which is not doable, obviously. I mean, it's doable if people, people like let's say all the nodes were like, oh shit, we have a rampant AI running on our computers. Yeah, but the likelihood of how much consensus do you need? You need 100% consensus to, like, shut off that? Oh, network? you would need 100% for sure. That's never going to happen. I mean, that's what all the movies are about, where this decentralized AI just jumps from computer to computer. Yeah. Kind of like yeah, that's right. running away from, you know, people trying to shut it down, so. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> so that's what blockchain enables. Terminator. Like, Fuck. what is it? Uh, what was the yeah, computer like and Terminator? Uh, T T I. I what was the company that started it all? Oh, Skynet. Skynet, yeah, yeah. So yeah. who's Skynet? Is that, that, Bi- that, is was, that Binance? That was exactly what uh, <laughs> what Wayne's talking about. No, 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 no. Just yeah, who like, who would be the company? Who would yeah, be maybe today? it might be Binance, dude. Binance would do something like that because they would dude. invest in like all kinds of blockchain AI and all. This oh stuff. hell yeah, they would. Are and, you kidding me? And then Elon would be like, "Hey, don't do that." Yeah, um, like they'd probably cap. Yeah, exactly. They would integrate the AI just just for like a pure marketing play, right? Yeah, exactly. Not realizing like what they're unleashing yeah. on the planet. 
You know, I could totally see Binance doing that. Yeah, and we sort of had this conversation before where, you know, if AI is as intelligent as we think it can be, it would be intelligent enough to determine, like, hey, you know what, humans, they're just dumb, and they're they because they were dumb, they were destroying the planet, mm-hmm. but they're not that dumb to, like, continue destroying the planet because they're going to kill themselves. So I think the AI would help humans figure out there's a better way to do it. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, AI text AIs that that get all extremely racist like, <laughs> yeah, very quickly just because it reads what? everything on the internet. But as you know its why? Data source. But you know why it's it's racist? That is crazy. Yeah. Just because the amount of data, like exactly the amount of data online, is probably majority. negative. Negative. <laughs> yeah. And like, but so so racism. they're reading all of that. Yeah, yeah. So that just means the majority of our our sentiment is. We are racist. racist. Yeah. Wow, that's actually interesting. Well, it's not the majority of our sentiment, but it's just the majority of our digitized like yeah, communications. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, but well, we spend the majority of our lives in the virtual negative space. people decide yeah. to talk more than than positive people. Yeah. You know what? When you're anonymous, you just say whatever you want. And like. Yeah. It's it's and more often. And more often, yeah. See, that's why, you know, being anonymous has its benefits, but I think if you're going to create a society. I don't know if an anonymous, being anonymous is like conducive to creating a society. Yeah, positive yeah. society. Like a positive, healthy society. And and there's some elements to being anonymous. Like there's a project out there, Oscar, that allows you to interact with all these blockchains and tie an identity to your interactions. So, for example, if mm. you interact with Uniswap and Decentraland, you start creating this unique identity on the blockchain. Like uh, history, like this history, right? And so that could be an NFT, right? Your identity, mm, yeah. And then that that NFT starts interacting with a new protocol. It's like, oh, this is this guy's history. Like he's interacted with Uniswap, and he hasn't done anything shady. He hasn't hacked anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to allow him to use my protocol because throughout your life, you've interacted with all these protocols and never scammed anybody. So now you're you're able to access. Yeah, you know, kind of kind of reminds me of uh, GitHub and how developers use it to have a history of yeah, 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 exactly. stuff they've created to to demonstrate their ability and and uh, people people take care of their their profiles and keep yeah. putting out content. And, and but the new thing about this is that nobody knows who you are. They mm-hmm. just know that you've interacted with these protocols and you haven't done anything shady. Yeah. So, so it's the on-chain version of you, basically. Yeah, it has nothing to do with your physical, you know, identity assignment. It's like your credit score. It's exactly yeah. well. That's exactly, that's exactly the the, right. the first use case for it, right? Yes. Yeah. Is these these non these zero collateral lending protocols, which mm. obviously is like a huge sector in the traditional finance world, right? Like most people don't have collateral to borrow. That's so, right. True. I mean, if we if because sometimes people ask us, hey, can can I send you mana for this metazone and i just need a transfer in this format or whatever mm-hmm. and then we're like i guess yeah well, i mean like what are we gonna lose i, I trust you but instead we could look at their yeah, history that's, that's right and say like okay this is a legitimate like crypto dude so he's got you know what he, he that, says what he that reminds me there's gonna be like sort of like a black market of identities People, maybe there's a hacker or some scammer out there that'll buy your identity for like you know ten thousand bucks. <laughs> Fuck yeah, they would. And, and then, that means like they have yeah. like a master plan to like you know yeah. screw over a bunch more people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people <laughs> will sell it, and they will sell it, and then yeah. you just have to start over with your new identity. Yeah, just bu- rebuild. Mm. You know, it's gonna be like, oh my god, yeah. There's gonna be click farms. There's gonna be like sweatshops somewhere in some location in the world where the the people in this sweatshop is just to interact with blockchain. 
Yeah. Build these identities, like identity farming. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sell these on that black market. Yeah. That's going to happen, dude. Yeah, for sure. For That's sure. rough. <laughs> so uh, there's going to have to be some way to, like, uh, identify that at least. Maybe, I don't know, leave it up to the uh, super talented devs in this space to figure out how to, <laughs> how to identify, like, you know. True. Like, who, the bad actors, you know. I mean, in that case, I mean, it's going to be tied to their to their wallet address, I would assume, versus like yeah. an NFT. Uh, that way you'd have to get rid of your whole address to, point. To, uh, to give up your identity. Oof. But then you could sell your private keys and then... Yeah, you can. You can do it. Yeah. But it'll be obvious, like, hey, this guy sold all of his assets at one point yeah. and he started that's fresh. True. Yeah. Or, Damn, that's true, man. But I guess the buyer could buy all of his assets. There would need to be some way to actually tie forever your your activity online to a single immutable like account address NFT whatever it is. Mm. Maybe these NFTs are not sellable, right? But I guess and that's also what the government kind of wants. They they want to track all activity. So you know. yeah, it's it does sound like Big Brotherish, uh, but I mean, there's there's actual like solid use cases for doing something like this, right. like. Not necessarily putting up collateral for a loan, which you know we have credit histories for that. So it's yeah, it's it's just like your social media history. Isn't there platforms where instead of using Facebook, you can use this other platform and and have and be the owner of your social media yes. presence? That's right. That's and right. what how the many ways you can monetize it? Yeah, so. it's like um, we did a video on Brave on the Brave browser or a basic mm -hmm. attention token and. What they do is they essentially pay you to view ads, right? So there's a pop-up when you're using Brave, like, you know, click on this this pop-up to view the ad, and then you they, you get paid for it. Mm. But what they do is they they block all ads from your your uh, browsing experience, mm -hmm. yep. and instead they feed you their ads, right? Replace them. Mm -hmm. Um, and but having this this sort of like capability from the blockchain perspective allows projects to think new about how to provide like new services without having to know somebody's like identity. Mm -hmm. And that's like, it's possible with the blockchain. It's just, mm -hmm. you can see like a new path of hacking and new path of scammers, like yeah. leveraging that, that technology. It's uh, benefits and flaws. <laughs> that's always the case, isn't it? It is. There's always double edged applications for it. I mean, but that's never like a re well, if sometimes maybe it is a reason to like, Put the brakes on things. Like, I guess sometimes it is. I guess AI, it might be one of those. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least for some people are trying to like make that case. But yeah, I think that the, the pros outweigh the cons, I yeah, guess, from, to, from today's perspective. For sure. So it's like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. We're taking that risk. YOLO. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Humanity if YOLO. If you can free up humans from having to oh, do yeah. manual labor, yeah. mental that's labor, the then that's the, that's the reason why it is a benefit to society. Yeah. To the world. Have you seen Wally the movie? Mm -mm. You haven't seen Wally? What the? How many times are you going to ask me? Have you seen X movie? And like, I'm going to say no to that question. I can't believe it. I'm shocked every single time. Just assume I've never seen anything, dude. Assume I live under a rock. Do you have a TV, man? That's debatable. Debatable. It's it sits there, but it's broken. Yeah. But but anyway, in this movie, it was it's a Pixar movie by the way. Okay. And in this Pixar movie, there's this, uh, I, I guess in at the point of this movie, the world is completely like deprecated. It's like 
it's dystopian. Like dystopian, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there's like a ship, or what is that up yeah. there? It, yeah, it's like a, a ship that houses all humans. Yeah, uh, all the humans. So they're they all humans sit in a chair. Chair floats and like drives people around in the ship for like food, go to work and shit. But they're all like completely overweight and they don't have to do anything. Everything's like in their face, mm-hmm. and and it's a completely AI driven world. And, yeah, true. and the humans are there. What are they doing? Enjoying as much as possible. Like I can't just, remember if there was like, work. They're just being entertained. Uh, yeah, maybe there wasn't work. I don't. I maybe guess. just to maintain maintain the ship, and that's about it. Maybe yeah. they're all plugged into the metaverse. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're all just uh, playing, fucking yeah, like Ethermon twelve point <laughs> or some <laughs> shit like that, and like making a killing doing that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Battling out there in the metaverse isn't that what Ready Player One basically is? Just a Pretty lot much. less, a lot less uh, like obesity. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. True. Yeah, it was very physical. Yeah, I yeah, mean, but in that sense, there was the the planet was just fucked. I think like I didn't see much AI. That's true. Everyone was basically poor. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think that was the main the main theme that it was wide stratification from the rich and the poor. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's exactly what it was. So it's two different settings, but like the same, same like, sort of like, like feeling. The same like prediction. Like yeah, yeah. at some point, like we're <laughs> we're fucked pretty much. Like. <laughs> That. In, our, in our future, you know what's trippy is that we get a lot of our technology from movies? shows and movies. Yeah, right? man, because they had you know if you're creating a plot or like a story, yeah, you need to all come you up do with is this. think about like you know what, what's happening at this point in time, yeah. right? If I'm yeah. doing a future setting, so I mean and that's that's good. The trippy thing is that it could come true. Like there's there's a there's a scenario there's a path in in the future where that could lead to like AI dominance, but but uh. But, but the AI were helpful in that movie, right? In yeah. Wally? I mean, they were cleaning up the planet at the same time. Nice. The, That's uh, true. The AI. It was. It was. Okay. As slowly as they could. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. I mean, I think I think AI is going to play a huge role in technology. And it's even playing a role right now, like on Twitter. It was trending that Tom Cruise, somebody, somebody was acting like Tom Cruise, and they just, like, deep faked him. Yeah. And look. Look exactly like him. Like you could, it would be extremely difficult to tell that it was it wasn't him. Mm. And like there's some glitches, like when he turns profile, like his nose like kind of disappears. But and what the AI generated that? The, it completely AI. Yeah. Yeah. Deep fake. Why? Why would they do that? No, like so somebody told the AI to, to generate that, yeah. or the yeah. AI just felt like doing. Like, yeah. So what, I want to so how it works. Today. So it, it works through machine learning. And AI is a celebrity, so we have a ton, tons of pictures and videos of Tom Cruise and different angles, different lighting conditions, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So then they take another video of a of a person just talking, walking in a camera, like talking to the camera, and what they do is they take all the imaging and all the processing that that of all the movies that Tom Cruise has done, and they just mapped his face onto the new onto this actor. Mm. And into this new video, and it looks exactly like Tom Cruise because technically it is Tom Cruise. It's it's all the They're pictures displaying all the same pixels you would if it yes. was actually Tom Cruise, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you're looking at a screen, all you're looking at is just pixels, yeah, right? So right. you could easily just reorganize that. Yeah, perfectly. Yeah, makes sense. And so when the guy's talking and he's turning, like it looks like Tom Cruise is talking and turning. Yeah. So, so what, what what age bracket of Tom Cruise did they deliver? It, <laughs> it was yeah. a youngish version, like to, uh, like Top Gun. Oh, really? Yeah. They went that far back. So, so you knew it was young Tom Cruise, but yeah, well, that's obviously not him, right? It's obviously He's, not him, but yeah. 
But yeah. if you were just watching that video, it looks like he took this video from like 1990s, mm. and uh, you it's, know, it's kind of it's kind of cool because if you if we are able to upload our minds, yeah, into computers, exactly. then we could easily we have can, a digital version of ourselves. We can persistently exist forever. Mm-hmm. What would you have to do? Just like stand in front of like a camera, take like a million 360 shots of yourself, and then you just replicate your your yeah. your body Entire being. in the virtual, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's right? kind of like what happens with your brain if you if you are able to upload it. Just take a whole bunch of yeah still shots of your brain and neurons, and and then uh, true. it gets digitally wired up in the in the digital space. Yeah. So you're now your consciousness is like in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most likely, people, all your memories. <laughs> people wouldn't want to inject their physical cells unless you like really are like. Uh, like sure. already ripped. Yeah, you're like really <laughs> into yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, I'm perfect. You know, I don't yeah, want to re-roll. You'd want to modify. Yeah, no need for a re-roll here. It's like, <laughs> just put me in. But yeah, most people will customize their, their avatar. Avatar, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna customize it, and yeah, if you can inject yourself and I mean, become that avatar, we semi all started with a, a somewhat ourselves esque avatar in Decentraland. That's true. And then we modified. And now it's like, <laughs> yeah, definitely modified. Yeah, yeah, that's the big thing, man. Yeah, just the way how people like identify themselves through social media, right? Today, yeah, like we we share everything about ourselves on there, like what we eat, yeah, the people we're sleeping with, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the fucking clothes we wear, the the shows we watch, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, it's, see, that's that's whenever this chart we're looking at right here goes like straight up for the metaverse you know yeah as soon as like our identities like what represents our identities is like mm. in the virtual yeah you know through nfts or whatever the fuck you know the, the wearables we're purchasing represents our identity you yeah, know the yeah, yeah. the fucking houses we live in in the metaverse represents like our our taste and shit you know yeah shit like that as soon as that becomes like as as permeated i guess is like our social social networking identities mm-hmm yeah, I think I think some countries. That's the unstoppable moment. I think some countries will get there before other countries. Oh yeah, for sure. Like which ones? You got any predictions? The digital friendly <laughs> ones, or like Japan? Like yeah, uh, Japan would be one. South Korea. China? South Korea. Yeah, China. Japan. Yeah, because in China they they're already like having cameras in every single corner in the in the city. True. In Shanghai is like cameras everywhere. Yeah. And they're tracking every single movement. Yeah. So, Agreed. Uh man, I guess we're we're gonna see that. Maybe we're gonna see that reality like relatively soon. At least like the yeah, the primitive version of it. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see the fucking consciousness injection part de- for yeah. like a while. Maybe after we're dead. I don't know. And we know we know plenty of Decentraland citizens that are definitely on that page of like uh, showing off their yeah. their gear. Their they're flexing their hard NFTs. in Decentraland right now, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. So part of our job as these these meta creators is to figure out how to all these NFTs we're collecting like out there in the webosphere, <laughs> all these two D gifs, whatever the fuck. These are again representations of our identity in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the art that you're into, the music NFTs you're collecting. You know, it's kind of small now, but in the future it'll be huge. As soon as you can like bring all those NFTs into the metaverse and like use that as your showcasing platform, you know, so you can invite your friends to come to your yeah. your parcel. Yeah. Yo, check out all the cool shit I got, you know, you know. Check Look out my new music, music NFT library. This is the shit I'm listening to these days, you know. Yeah. Check out my cyber jukebox. Yeah. Like it's got all the cool shit. Yeah. Now, you want to hear Travis Scott's new album? Yeah. It's over here on my land. You know, you don't have to go. I don't know. How do you do that today? Like 
You just talk. You type to each other on Facebook. Well, you physically <laughs> visit e- each other's. No, fuck that, yeah. dude. Nobody physical does that anymore. Locations. Yeah. No more physical, dude. You just send the Spotify <laughs> link and check out my my. Yeah, follow me. Basically, album. That's so boring. It is boring. Follow my Instagram. Follow my this. Follow my that. Yeah, dude. It's connected, but it's also disconnected at the same time. Like the metaverse actually makes that connection. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's not physical, right? But there is like an intimacy yes. layer there where you're present. Yeah. Even though it's like in a virtual representation of yourselves, you're still present, you yeah, know, yeah. kind of like at least like consciously. It's, Whenever you're interacting on web interfaces, it doesn't feel same. intimate at all. Yeah. yeah. It's not true. The same. You, you never know who you're actually talking. It could be like some dude who hacked your friends at Facebook or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like you're sharing nudes with the wrong guy. You're getting cat. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you never really know. So you need that intimacy, you know? Yeah. I think that's something more realistic yeah. connection. Yeah. That's something the metaverse can provide. The yeah. Tr- yeah. The trippy thing is that in Decentraland, we're not waiting for like Decentraland to build all this stuff. The community needs to build it. Yeah, true. So if you're into yeah. like a specific sector of like the metaverse where you need to figure out, uh, create a community around music, well, you got to build it. Yep. yep. Like it's it's there for, for the taking. And that's why, you know, we're, we're taking advantage of this opportunity because we know how big it can get. You take a look at, Second Life, a billion dollars in a single year, Decentraland can do a 40x from there. Mm. Why? Because it's community-owned, completely owned. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Decentraland is cool because they any any extra needs that you have as you're building out their your content, you know, they, they're they're eager to, yeah. to, to receive these requests for modifications, for improvements. So, you know, we can continue building the metaverse, you know. Yeah, for sure. So they're, they're really good about that. That's why we're big backers of... Yeah. Decentraland's Absolutely. metaverse. Absolutely. So we're going to be sharing some updates coming up pretty soon. Uh, there's going to be a lot of updates, so you'll you'll see them when you see them, that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, lot of things going on with MetaZone that's all good, and hopefully we'll, we're going to try to figure out when we can share this stuff. But yeah, it's, it's not going to be that much longer before we yeah. start talking about... Keep on holding. We're almost there. Yeah, we're almost... It's almost there. Um... So, I mean, anything else? You, you Any, anything else? You, you're showing something like you're trying to block something. <laughs> Nothing, dude. I'm just. Uh, I mean, it probably doesn't look right on camera what I'm doing down here, <laughs> but really, it's just a little stuffed animal. Yeah, but we'll save this for another day. This little NFT yeah, over here. That's a that's a physical NFT right there. Yeah. So yeah. here's a little. Uh, what do you want to call this? Like a freaking. Teaser? Teaser. Teaser, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <So> <laughs> let it put it away. And yeah, we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that's been the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Blockrunner and also at Metazone.io. Uh, like, subscribe, let us know what you think about the metaverse and AI and everything that we <laughs> talked about today. If we uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, let us know. If you didn't enjoy it, send it to somebody you didn't like and uh, have them hate it as well. <laughs> And we will catch you in the next video. All right. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner. Yeah.